My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. Hello, my name is Dean. I live in Burlington, Ontario, and I love hockey. Ever since I was a kid, I collected hockey cards with spare change my dad gave me. As a black person, to see others like me on the ice inspired me. They were my role models and showed me hockey is a game for everyone. I've collected 100 rookie cards for NHL's black and biracial players, and I'm going to talk to all of them so you can learn their stories. As Adams and McMorrow, he hasn't got any support, does Adams here now, and good job as McMorrow's, I don't know if he's patting him there and patronizing or what he's doing. And he's having a little bit of fun and he's just being that little showman that McMorrow is. Great job by Adams to step right in and explosive moments here and you can see Sean McMorrow was born in 1982 in Vancouver he played for the Buffalo Sabres in the 2002-2003 season and had a long career in the Ontario Hockey League and the American Hockey League I was a big cart collector just walking over there man and being so excited and buying a pack and then you know you, you rip the pack open you're excited to see what you got but then you get to put it in your binder with, with the plastic little things and Sean has very vivid memories from his rookie card. The first thing I think about when I see that card is the moment that I was in when the picture was taken. I actually, that picture was taken in warm-up. As you see, the, the chin strap, I think, is undone. So it's in warm-up, and I just remember, this is my hometown. This was Saturday night in Toronto, and 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 all the pride that was probably just going through my veins at that time sir his love for hockey developed early on as he spent quality time with family if i wasn't playing myself and i'm speaking about on a saturday night my the, the culture that i had growing up is i would walk over to my grandfather's house which lived about five minutes away from my mom's and i would be going over to be watching hockey night in canada so the cool thing about it is i was guaranteed incredible hot chocolate and raisin bran toast and i just remember looking forward to that spending time with my grandpa and my great uncle frank and watching hockey night in canada which was the toronto maple leafs against whatever team that they were playing so in that picture of that rookie card is warm-up at the air canada center now the scotia bank arena saturday night hockey night in canada it was a dream come true literally for me because that's the way i grew up as a Canadian kid from Scarborough, and I'm, and I'm so proud to tell that little tiny story. When he first took the ice, he wasn't having much fun. My parents moved out to Vancouver in the 70s when that city was, was getting built up. They both had job opportunities. When I was six years old, my mom moved me and my, my sister and my two brothers back to Scarborough. And she got us involved in hockey right off the hop, Dean. And my sister, myself, and Patrick all got started. I was six, you know, Kat was nine, Pat was only three years old. We started at Scarborough Malvern. And we started Scarborough Malvern House Leagues. Dean, I remember my mom tells me that the first time I went on the ice, you know, I didn't like it at all. I was whining and crying. I was just pushing with one leg. And, you know, I was whining and crying and my mom was like, you know, you know, the parents are usually paying attention when the kids first get out there. And, you know, she was kind of worried. And then all of a sudden a coach just came up to me and said, hey, Sean, can you help me organize these pucks over here? And that distraction and that someone needing me and just trumped all the nervousness and uncomfortableness. And I just went on, my mom said, and 
participated in practice, and, and, the, and the rest is history, Dean. As a kid growing up in the 90s, Sean wasn't the only Black person on the ice and got to play with some amazing future talent. I, had, I was blessed to be a part of the Don Mills Flyers organization. The legend Trevor Daly is one year younger than me. He's in 1983, also played for Don Mills. So now Daly, Daly was so talented that he would get called up to my team, the AAA team that's one year older, and he was the best defenseman. I got to play with him because he was a left shot and I was a right shot. And I'm telling you right now, I had ne- I knew this guy was going to play in the NHL. His skating stride had nothing wrong with it at all. It was almost like he didn't even touch the ice. Sean grew and grew from that moment. And when he turned 16, he was on his dream path. I had a great experience in the OHL. Uh, it was, I love talking about it. It was three years of my life that I think really, really helped my development as a man, as a, as a, as a go-getter. And I was entering my grade 12 year and had to move to Sarnia, Ontario, right? So Sarnia, Ontario is a lot different from Toronto. Sarnia, Ontario has about 50,000 people. And, you know, it's a blue collar town and, you know, a lot of farming community in, in the surrounding areas. You know, you got Woodstock, you got Petrolia, stuff like that. And so it's, uh, it, it, it was, it was quite the experience, Dean. I mean, the high school I went to, I think had about three or four uh, black students. It was, uh, it was, it was very cool to be part of a pro- professional organization the OHL teams run like professional teams. It's like that. It's like that. It's like the NHL for teenagers, right? Uh, the crowds they get are are pretty cool. You know, some teams get up to nine, ten thousand, and like and like. So I was brought in there to be a tough defenseman. Um, Mark Hunter drafted me. Mark Hunter is known as a hard nosed guy. Loves his tough guys. Um, he let me know that I was the guy from 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 the get go. Grew up pretty quickly. Had to had to live with a family that I'd never met before in Sarnia, Ontario. You know, they had two daughters, one son. You know, and 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 I had to adapt to that, uh, which I did. Playing in the OHL, Sean got a taste of a more professional style of playing hockey, and his coaches really helped him in the classroom. So, the, one of the greatest things about Mark Hunter is he was very strict with the educational part of of the of the system. And so, when we got to practice after after school, he would have Every single teacher faxed our attendance to the coach's room. So when we walked in that dressing room, he knew if we missed the class or not. And you could probably guess what would happen to you if you did miss the class. Oh, man, you better hope that your skates are sharpened because you are going to be doing laps, my friend. You are not going to be playing the next game and your life is miserable probably for the next 36 to 48 hours. Sean soon found his place on the ice and the role that best suited him. I was right on the path of anybody that's going to get a D1 scholarship or that's going to get drafted to the OHL, right on that path. It was when I first um, accepted the role of the enforcer. It's when I first realized that that was the role that I would have to play if I wanted to make it to the next level. It was also a year that I, I have never been, I don't think, closer to a group of guys uh, the team camaraderie was very, very good. And I think it really helped me, you know, being the only 
person of ethnicity on the team or, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's, there's times in your career growing up in minor hockey where it, it might be a little thing, but sometimes those little things are really hard to get over when you're younger. But when you're in a situation where you feel love from every single person, that's a very strong thing. And that can really influence, you know, a player's career and, and make them perform even better than they probably would have in the first place. Eventually, Sean's game was so good, he was hard to ignore. Growing up, I, I was always the biggest kid on my team. So I, I, I want the listeners to know that because it's, it's, it's understandable the rest of what I'm going to say if, if you know that I was always the biggest person on the team. So growing up, I'm this big stay-at-home defenseman. Um, I, actually, I actually became a pretty, pretty good player. One of the top defensemen in my age group growing up got to the Tier 2 level I uh, was still like for a 16 year old being on a tier two team, you know, I was in the top four D had a really good shot from the point could skate backwards like a champion. And, you know, I got drafted in the second round 33rd overall to the Sarnia Sting, Right. So, I mean, I was a pretty high draft pick to the OHL and that's because I could play the game. Now, mind you being six foot four, I don't know what my weight was at the time. I, I, my playing weight was 225. At that age, I was probably closer to 200. But being six foot four, 200 pounds, when you're 16, 17 years old, you know, when someone, when there's a role to be taken for an enforcer role, for a role, um, an, an energy guy role, whatever you want to call it. That there was a there was a spot on a team on every team at that year. Now we're we're talking back in 1999 at this point. Team. Pickering Panthers was 1999. Uh, my first year in the OHL was the year 2000. And so at that time, you know, fighting was a big part of the game in hockey. Still, um, it was a big it, it was there was a big role on every team. Usually there was two guys that would actually take care of the role. Um, my coaches came to me and they had told me that they thought I was a really tough kid, that there was a role in the team that needed to be filled and that they were asking a couple players if they would, if they thought that they were, that could fill that role. So, I mean, here I am 16 years old, very confident at the time, um, very happy kid at the time. So I'm thinking that I can take on the world. So my coaches are asking me if I want to throw down, I'm like, yeah, I'll try it out. The confidence that it gave me, I continued going with it. My mom covered her eyes for the first couple of years. My family, it took them a while to get adjusted to it. But once it became normal, it kind of was like, instead of my family being scared and worried for me, it turned into, well, what's the best way we can help them prepare? Right? So it took a couple of years to get to that point, but that's what it came to. It was more like I was a a professional boxer and I was preparing and okay. So is he healthy? Is he eating right? You know, how are his hands? Like that was kind of the talk and treatment that I would get throughout my career. I found it very interesting. If you're enjoying my hockey hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay eBay is all about connecting communities and fueling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. 
And so the Oshawa generals had Brian McGratton. Brian McGratton's name always comes up in my stories. So Brian McGratton's in the Oshawa generals. He gets into a big fight with George Burnett, the coach there, flips the desk in the coach's room. Was, and then they're just like, okay, this guy's, this guy's got to leave now. Like that's too much, right? So they trade him to Owen Sound. They need, they need a big body that can play in front of the net that could also take care of that role that McGratton was having for Oshawa. So the Hunters, to my, to my, like, like to my advantage, for them wanting what's best for me, Oshawa was going to put me on the third line, put me in front of the net, and, and if I could earn it, was going to give me some PP time. Getting the power play time, I scored a hat trick against the Peterborough Peets, man. I proved that I could play. I was having fun again. I was still winning all my fights. And, you know, all these things combined was enough for Buffalo to, to give me the entry-level opportunity. Sean's first draft to the NHL was a huge moment for him and his family. Uh, the same Mike Gillis that was the, the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks a few years back. And I'm not sure what he's doing now. He told me to stay home, have a barbecue with the family, stick close to the phone, and and get ready for a call and, and so that's exactly what i did dean and it was it was it was great it was a really good time it was really there was a lot of tension a lot of nervousness and then all of a sudden you know that phone rang so you know my mom grabs it and she's like here 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 and so i answer it and you know it was a gentleman by the name of mr don loose who was the director of player personnel and he just said hey sean i'm don loose uh, congratulations you know we've just selected you in the eighth round uh, we're going to be calling you back in about 10 minutes with more, more, more details for, for training camp. But I just want to say congratulations, whatever. So the phone hangs up and it was, woo, you know, and, the, and, and the, the celebration began. And, you know, there's probably about 15 or 20 people here. It was, it was really, really cool. You know, I, I saw a bunch of tears in the room. And so I just remembered the day of the game in Toronto. You know, we had our we had our morning skate, you know, and then you have your your incredible pregame meal, then you have your pregame nap, and it's it's a very strict ritual at the pro level on a game day. I was taping my stick on the bench like before warm-up. And there's a time when the referees come and warm up, like they skate around, get loose and stuff before the players get to. And I just remember one of the refs coming over and you know, he gave me a little bit of a smirk and he came over and he's like, hey, McMorrow, this is your first game, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, good luck, kid. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see you step on there. And this is an NHL ref. And I just remember thinking to myself, you know what? This is real. This is happening right now. And the, the jitters, whatever you want to call it, man, was at max potential at that point. Sean found a novel way of playing. He created a new character just for the ice. I believe that I had an advantage over the other tough guys because I was able to kind of create this character. Now, the character ended up turning into the sheriff, but I didn't really create the sheriff until about halfway through my career. So from my first year, I always believed that I was a character, like a superhero type of character. Now, when I would come to the rink, 
I would enter my character. I would always want to, you know, talk to everybody, pretend that I was kind of like, I guess, like the president in a way, like walking in and, hi, how's everybody going? Yes, handshakes, you know, the, the pictures with the babies and, you know, doing all this stuff and just having fun and then and then getting to the podium and, hello, people! Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I almost felt like I was like the president then. So I would get in there and then, so the way I looked at it, is and and when when the sheriff was created, it was a lot easier to talk about this because then I'd be like, the sheriff includes this type of package, right? So the way that I look at it is, I'd come to the rink. I'd want anybody to approach to ask me questions. I wanted to be the number one fan player there. So my responsibility and what I represented was my city, my team, and my fans. So I looked at it like it was like a like a militant type thing. I was like the president or like the head of an army and, and I represented all these people. So I had all of them behind me. I had all the pride of representing all of them. And all I had to do was just put this little pug down and the mission was completed. <laughs> As you can tell, Sean is very positive about his life, but he did experience some racism. Being in grade eight, having friends at my elementary school, then being in grade nine at Pope John Paul, and all of a sudden, my friend has a West Indian accent, bro. I'm like, bro, we were in class together last eight years, and now you have an accent? So people try to like, I don't even, they, 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 I guess they gravitate towards their background more once they get a little bit older, and they're trying to, trying, to, trying to see who they really are. Well, the same thing happens in the dressing room at hockey. That's what, that's what I'm trying to get at. So during that time, in the dressing room, groups started forming. Music started being played more, and people had their different tastes. I would start hearing comments like, oh, Sean, you don't like this type of music. And I'd be like, well, what do you mean? You know what I mean? And like, so that's when that would kind of start. And I started to kind of feel a little bit different when we started getting a little bit older into that high school era. I didn't really receive anything too bad. There was a little bit of teasing. I knew these kids for a long time. So I was in a pretty solid situation, even though that's not any teasing is, is, is not acceptable, especially if it comes to like race and all that kind of stuff, right? It's not, it's, it's not accepted now. The racism that I probably got like really received the most was actually when I started playing pro, I, I, I really don't, know why but i think it was the role that i played you know of being the tough guy now you have to understand there's a lot of emotion in the sport there's a lot of the fans get really into it ah everyone's yelling ah you're sorry now imagine a guy just pummeling your favorite player just beating him up and now you're looking at that guy and you're trying to think of something to say and you're just like oh, i want to kill you because you just beat my guy oh you you big black or whatever. You know what I mean? They're trying to think of something to say. And then maybe like a racist thing will come out, right? And then it'll just be like, man, like I'm just trying to do my job for my team and now I got to deal with all this other stuff, right? And what I do say is that the type of player I was, I was usually, you know, known as the toughest guy in the rink. So if you're a player you're probably not going to choose to say a racial slur against the, the the roughest guy on the other team. You might say it to a guy that 
might not be the roughest guy, but to the roughest guy, you might not. So I think I kind of got it a little bit less because of my size and because of my role, because I could actually retaliate and hurt people <laughs> if they said something weird to me where, you know, somebody, somebody, you know, like, 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 like somebody that's a skilled player might not get that same treatment. Right. Lastly, does Sean have any advice for us? So my advice for any young boy or girl wanting to play hockey is go in there with a lot of confidence. Go in there with confidence because every other kid in that dressing room feels the same way as you. You go, you you walk, you read the book, the hockey jersey, that new book that's out that Scotiabank is pumping out. And that's a perfect story of people that are unsure of themselves because it's a new sport, but everybody feels the same. Everybody's a family in the dressing room. So you go in there, you're confident, you're going to have the time of your life, you're going to learn skills that will benefit you for the rest of your life. The mental toughness that you'll develop, everything else that comes with it, there's there's nothing that is compared to. It's absolutely priceless experience. So I recommend every boy and girl in Canada to try playing hockey. Try to play it. You will succeed. You will you will develop and you and most importantly you're going to have fun so i think that everybody should try it out especially with the programs now if you haven't heard of seaside hockey equality or the hda please look it up because it's really really helpful organizations to get started and you know i'm seeing some of the kids get started now and i'm so proud of them at their development it just puts a big smile on my face we're proud to be working with hockey equality Hockey Equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey by lowering financial barriers for BIPOC female and other equity deserving youth hockey players. If you've been moved by the stories shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all, check out hockeyequality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize, Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can see the cards of the players in my collection at blackhockeycards.com. This has been a Podstarter production. production.